And we are recording. Well, since organic is kind of what we're talking about, just keeping it organic in the middle of a conversation, why not? <laughs> just start <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, so what's up with your guitar? Oh, yeah, I just bought this recently. Um, it's an Ibanez and uh, not a super expensive guitar by any means, but um, I, I had played on an Ovation for about 18 years. Just the other day, whenever I bought this guitar, I had finally stopped to think about it, and I'd been playing on this Ovation guitar for 18 years, and uh, and the, the neck snapped off of it one time. I broke it. I dropped it and it broke, and the neck snapped back. I super glued <laughs> that. It was Gorilla Glue, actually. <laughs> so if you're looking for sponsorships, Gorilla Glue, it works. So I Gorilla Glued this about four years ago. Uh, so I just was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to take it. It probably can't be fixed, but I'll glue it and see what happens. So I did glue it, and it stayed glued together for forever. It's still right over there. Holy cow. Did uh, that affect the sound or playability at all? It didn't, surprisingly. I thought wow, that's the end of incredible. that guitar, but I, I, it, was, uh, it was the last thing that my dad bought me right before he died, and so it's got a lot of sentimental value. And, uh, and so I was like, I'm not going to give up on this guitar. And, and I'd bought other guitars you know, in the last 18 years, but just always went back to playing on this one, not necessarily just because of the sentimental value, but just the familiarity of it. And then Ooh. I had to duct tape the battery in at one point. <laughs> so uh, you got duct tape and <laughs> super glue. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab it here in a second. It's wild. And, and show you the cracks all over it, but I just kept playing it. But uh, it finally got to the point where I had an electric guitar also, but I needed a backup. And so I bought this one just a couple weeks back. And, and so I'm going to play it now, if that's cool. Lovely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Take it away. And, you're, and by the way, we haven't even introduced ourselves. Um, I guess we'll do that after you play your song. Well, you'll be the mystery man. We'll do the, you'll be the whole mystery man person playing your song. And then uh, we'll get into all that good stuff. It's like Grease 2. Who's that guy? <laughs> Did I? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see if this works. Oh, 
did not write that one. Uh, Louis Armstrong wrote that song, and so I kind of put my own spin on it. And, and uh, speaking of my dad, you know, with the guitar thing, that was actually his favorite song, and so kind of appropriate that I uh, played that song and talked about him a little bit. But uh, are you there? I can't. Oh, yeah, ah, I'm here. There you are. Here, here I am. Hey. <laughs> well, you missed all of my commentary. I'm just talking to myself. Oh, but uh, I, um, <laughs> um, I had muted my mic while you were performing, so you got some good um, clear quality there. But I said it was beautiful, and thank you for playing that. And I also said that was a perfect tie-in, but yeah, you kind I'm, of already alluded to all that of that. Well. <laughs> you did. Great mind. Hey, everybody, right. I'd like to introduce you to Jen. Woo! <laughs> well, hello, I'm Jen, yeah. and this is Coffee Conversations, and this is episode seven, and I've got a wonderful guest, Todd Osborne, oh. so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored and grateful. Yeah, so you obviously, you play the guitar, and you sing, mm-hmm. and you're a songwriter. Did I kind of tie everything in there okay, or what did I miss? Yeah, uh, I mean, some people would argue about the guitar playing part, uh, guitar <laughs> player. Uh, I'm, a, I'm more of okay. a, uh, my strength, I know where my strengths and weaknesses are. I've been playing for about 12 years now out and about in, in, the, in the community and um, been lucky enough to be around some just phenomenal musicians here in Springfield, Missouri, uh, and, and been really blessed to be able to have shared the stage with a lot of these phenomenal musicians. Uh, but I know that my strength is more in songwriting um, and performance, you know, the passion, I, I just, I let it go. Um, and that's something that's taken a while to get used to learn how to do is just let it go in front of a room full of strangers. Uh, and so I know that that's, I've learned how to just kind of turn it, turn off the, the, you know, filter that I've always had where I don't want to open my heart up because people might laugh at it. Um, and so, yeah, I was kind of a little bit self-taught on the guitar, took some classical guitar lessons at Drury University, where I am right now, actually. You're there. Yeah. I'm in on the flesh. <laughs> at, I'm at uh, Clara Thompson Hall uh, stage. And um, yeah. Are you on the stage itself? I'm actually on the stage, and there's, a, there's a, you know, the seating is all out there, and the stage is behind me. Ooh, so you've got, you're like pretending as though you are playing to a, a full audience. It, you've got the whole setup. Neat. Well, it is, that looks really neat. I love the intimacy of your little setup with all of the ambient lighting and so forth. Well, so it, Thank you, Jen, and, I, and, and you look beautiful <laughs> and lovely as well. I'm looking oh, down at the computer you. right here, so... Um, oh, but, uh, kudos to you on on the coffee conversations and everything. I've watched all of them, and and it's it's great stuff. And and we oh, as artists so appreciate, we appreciate you a lot. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I um I just kind of on a whim started doing this, and I, I guess I kind of missed going out in the community and seeing live music, and I miss a lot of my musician friends. So what better way to explore that than bringing them to my living room remotely um, for right. some conversations about music. So it's yep. really cool. So thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, well, um, we started kind of talking about performance. Why don't we um, spin off into that a little bit more about um, what it's like being a musician and the performance side of stuff and you know how, how all that works, whether it's the setup or... Um, you know, your favorite things about performing or whatever you want. It's, this is all about you. So, Well, I appreciate that. Um, I think what I was, I played a lot of shows. So I've been playing for like 12 years and just going and going and going and not thinking about recording, nothing about anything, but just playing out. And so at, at first I kind of sucked and it was, it was me uh, playing at a sushi bar. It was traffic sushi bar, which <laughs> not long after this had closed down due to a stabbing in the parking lot. So oh my, <laughs> quality place. Um, and, Clearly. And so um, they gave me free sushi and a couple of beverages and, and uh, said I could play over in the corner. And so I did. And I was scared and I was nervous. And so the first five to six songs, maybe the entire set just sucked. Uh, but, you know, you do anything long enough and you get better at it. And, and I just kept doing it because some friends showed up and they said, good job. And I could tell in the faces that they were just, you know, stroking my ego a little bit. Uh, but it gave me the confidence to keep on doing it. And then I actually started learning the guitar because I had a lot of poetry that I had written. 
um, at Drury University here again. Uh, took a class with Joe Van Arkel, who's an excellent teacher, and, and she taught uh, this poetry class that I really got into. And so I wrote a lot of poetry and um, wanted to turn that poetry into songs. And so I learned the guitar and I took some classical guitar lessons here. I took a couple of lessons from a, a jazz guitarist here in town, Johnny Strickler, and, uh, and then kind of went with it and blended some styles together that I had learned. And I had been learning, uh, listening to a lot of Dave Matthews band at the time. And so you can hear that in, in my guitar playing, a lot of percussive style. Um, I hear that compared to- So is, is Dave Matthews kind of your main influencer when it comes to- My main squeeze. <laughs> your musical style and where you kind of pick up some of that stuff from? Yeah, um, kind of by default, because like I said, whenever I was learning the guitar and the basics and everything, that's all I was listening to. I was kind of obsessed with, with it. I've gone to a few shows. Since then, you know, my musical taste has broadened and, and expanded quite a bit. I still like, you okay. know, Dave Matthews Band. I think it's a phenomenal band, but um, I'm not as cuckoo for them as I used to be. But at the time, when I was learning the guitar, that's all I was listening to. So you can definitely hear that in my original songs. Because um, I quickly, before I even learned a cover song, I had written a couple of songs. Um, so I really just wanted to learn some chords and then put my lyrics over those chords. And so I did that and then played for my dog in my apartment and then played for my <laughs> girlfriend at the time. And then, and then I uh, played for my parents. And, and, uh, and I remember my, my dad saying, it was, it's, uh, it's okay, but... It's kind of dark because everything I was writing at that time was was kind of a bummer, you know, it kind of downer stuff. And and I because because if I was having fun, I was out having fun. If I was kind of depressed and and feeling kind of cut off from everybody, I'd go into the spare bedroom and and write. And so well, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of songs that kind of take that avenue too. Um, yeah. So and you had mentioned the poetry and the lyrics just being really super meaningful. So yeah. Um, if that's directing your songs, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, um, and it did. And then there, along the way, there was a, a switch where I, I actually did get pretty good at the guitar, or at least the way that I play it. I play a lot by ear. Um, okay. I don't know much theory, and so that's why it's nice to surround myself with these cats that are just incredible music musicians. Uh, and Hometown Tourist, my band, two of the guys are out of the MSU jazz department, uh, Matt Struber okay. and, and Drew Axley, uh, saxophone player and bass player. So I've learned a lot from those guys. And then I played with Eric Rousseau, who's just a, the best drummer that I've ever seen, period. Um, and he's jazz roots. And so I've learned a ton of stuff from him, just about music in general. And, and, then, uh, and then in Hometown Tourist was also uh, Tyler Bennett, who I've learned a lot about uh, music and teamwork and stuff like that from. He's a soccer coach okay. also. And Hometown Tourist, he was in that band. And so I'm getting a little ahead of myself, getting a little cart in front of the horse kind of a thing. That's but, okay. But um, I feel like I want to mention these names because uh, they're all people that have influenced, you know, I'm playing, if I play a song right now that I just wrote last week, every single person that uh, musically I've played with is, is in that song somewhere. You know, it's, it's the influences are always coming out in little pieces, even if it's just, oh, wow, I heard them do this and now I'm going to do this. It's kind of like that. It's a structure that's similar to that. Um, so even though I don't know okay, theory. Okay, so imitation and that, I mean, it sounds like you've met a lot of really um, talented people along the way. So I think. Absolutely. You know, you hear it all the time. Imitation is the best form of flattery, right? So. Right. Well, um, I think, I think it's, it's. It's a good way to learn too. And so and that's, that's really, that's a really cool I, thing. I feel that art in general, um, it's such a collaborative thing, you know, any kind of art, visual, um, but especially uh, audio art or you know performance art because oh, absolutely. Uh, even if it's by yourself and there's going to be a crowd even if it's a virtual crowd and uh and you feed off of the energy just knowing somebody's gonna be watching this or they're digging it yeah or, uh, but specifically whenever there's a crowd uh you can feel that energy and you go and it's and it's so it's a collaboration like that but also a collaboration with all the musicians uh and where was i going with that <laughs> Well, we were talking about influence and yes. how oh, yes. music is kind of a. I remember what I was going to say. Joint because it's joint uh, effort. You mentioned uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. Flattery and uh, and it. I, what I kind of think is that um, everybody's just kind of doing their version of what they like. So you know, I like the Dave yes. Matthews Band. I like Nirvana when I you know when I, when I was younger and uh, a lot of these bands that influenced me. 
um, Beatles even. So my originals is just kind of an amalgamation, kind of a, a mixture of my um, imitation of all these bands, or not imitation, but my, my version of kind of through a filter of my mind and my abilities yeah. um, of what influenced <laughs> me. I guess. Well, that's perfect. That's And that's kind of how I see music is uh, uh, and how it moves forward is whenever those styles blend together and then suddenly there's a new thing like, uh, you know, ska or, or it just kind of, <laughs> right. you, you blend a couple of styles together and all of a sudden there's folk rock or uh, jazz funk fusion, you know, and, and so that's how music yeah. <laughs> moves forward is people putting their interpretation on. It's always evolving. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, nice. So yeah, no, I really appreciate, you know, every, I think every musician is different. I mean, you can certainly categorize people by the style in which they learn or their personality or whatever, but it seems as though to, to you, music is very personal. And so rather than focusing on, um, the theory and things being proper and following all of these music laws, you're just doing what feels internally good to you. And, um, you know, so I think that that's, yeah, I don't know. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful approach. It really is because it, it just makes it more meaningful well, that's absolutely um, right. and more, more true. And so, you know, I think that's really, really lovely to hear. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Cause that's kind of all I know. And that's just, it's not like, uh, I plan anything really. It, it's just like, it comes out that way. I just work here kind of a thing it's like <laughs> sure it's just, well music it is. is art and music's art so there's no wrong way about it I mean as a music educator myself like certainly if somebody wants to learn um you know how to play an instrument you're going to teach them the proper technique and form and theory and musicality and all of that good stuff but um if somebody just instinctually is able to play an instrument and they can do so well and it sounds good and you know so forth and you know that's great too yeah yeah and I think that's where um new things happen and I played with a um my best friend a long time ago was Greg Marshall and so we formed a band called Canto 17 it was Greg Marshall and Ryan Dunn and uh got him John Christopher for a while on drums Ryan Dunn is an excellent sax player you should look him up and, uh, but, okay. but Greg, Greg and I, um, were best friends for a long, long time. And he's a, a really good guitar player. And at the time, and well, at the time I was very much not a good guitar player. So I came to Greg and I was like, dude, can I, can you teach me some scales and stuff like that? And he's like, I'm not a teacher. I said, well, I, everybody can teach. Just, just show me, what, <laughs> show me what you do and tell me what you're doing. And he's like, okay, I'm not a teacher. Yeah. You won't learn anything. I was like, okay. And so he <laughs> sat down and he was going to teach me and he just goes, and shredded and then go <laughs> okay now do that you're like, oh. like okay yeah you're not a good teacher <laughs> um but but he told me some some good uh uh advice that stuck with me and it was that um I felt lacking and I was scared to play with other musicians because I didn't know theory and you know if I'm jamming on an original and somebody says what key are you in and I don't know what, how to answer um I'm going to need really good musicians around me that don't need to ask those questions and which I have been blessed with the opportunity. There was a lot of <laughs> sure. musicians like that. So it's worked, it's worked nice. But um, he told me, he said, well, you know, look at that as an advantage because uh, not to downplay the, the years of study that people put in to learn theory and, and to perfect their craft, which I highly respect. Um, but I was going to try to go down that path and kind of take a time out and, and go back and learn the basics and learn theory and, and, uh, but he said, don't, 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 don't do that. Do what you do really well. Um, you know, you got a percussive style, you got something that's very unique. Um, but most importantly, you're not stuck inside this box. Um, so when you're writing a song, you can stray out outside this box that you don't even know exists. So don't ruin that, um, and make something unique. And so I, and I, that really stuck with me. And, and, uh, and I think it comes through in a lot of my songs, uh, the original songs I've written over 60 original songs and, um, some of them tiptoe around the awkward, weird, but, you know, a little like Radiohead. Um, okay. you, know, you hear some Radiohead mainstream songs, you know, Karma Police and, and some of those, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, that's very melodic. That sounds beautiful. Then you listen to a whole Radiohead album, and some of them you're like, what happened? Is that, yeah. do they mean to do that? You know? It can kind of go all over the place. Yeah. Um, they, they certainly take liberties and... Um... But in that it, kind it of what I like, it makes it interesting. I've learned to like that because some of my writings just 
kind of go there. Uh, and really anymore, I, I don't, I write so much that I don't really even sit down to write a song. I'll get a little chord structure and then um, it sounds kind of, kind of weird and fruity, but uh, uh, it feels like the songs just kind of channel through me at, at some, okay. sometimes. And, uh, and so that feels great whenever I can just sit down and, and like we could write a song right now if you wanted. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I'll stumble up upon a chord structure and then suddenly that makes me feel something and then words come out. And so it's so organic. I just, I really like the, the process of songwriting. Okay. Sorry, I talk a lot. That's awesome. No, I, that's why we're here, unless yeah. you want to start tap dancing. I can clog a little bit. You want to see some? You can. Here, check this out. <laughs> um, I, my first girlfriend in high school was a clogger. So I, I don't oh know my. if you can see my feet, but uh, <laughs> I can double step rock step. Double step, rock step, double step, rock step, double step, rock step, double step, rock step, baby. Did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So sometimes I do things like that. Well, that was wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes, I guess. Yeah. So clogging. Okay. Yep. And I do the well, running. There's, ry well, there's rhythm and music in that too. So. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It, it, uh, if you get a chance, check out cloggers. I don't know where to find them, but you probably <laughs> Google or, or probably on YouTube somewhere. Look at cloggers. It's interesting to watch. <laughs> I, also do, I do the running man also very well. Um, very well. Well, I think you might trip over some gear yeah. in your current setup if that were to happen. So yeah, and I don't <laughs> maybe we'll save that for the end. I'm not sure what kind of liability they have here since, uh, <laughs> since I just kind of came in. Yeah, they're they're not responsible for any injuries you obtain. Yeah. Oh well. Are you? Are you gonna? But there is evidence. Am I gonna? Am I gonna clog? No, I'm not gonna clog. Are you sure? You could do it. I I think not. <laughs> oh. Okay. I think everybody should comment on the on the comment. But I'm a little section. bummed out. I'm a little bummed out. I know you had talked about my trumpet lamp, and now yes. I'm realizing it's a little bit out of frame. Oh, last time, the last one that, that I watched, it was, it was totally in frame, and it caught my attention, and I couldn't, it's uh, super cool. And wasn't that somebody that you had on the show that, that made that or something like that? No, that was a joke I made. Oh! <laughs> that one went way, that one. <laughs> when we talked about it, um, there, we, we had some audio difficulties in that episode, so I don't know if um, the conversation might have gotten a bit shuffled, but um, that was episode five with Jim Manley. He's a phenomenal trumpet player. Um, I, oh. I, I mean, I can't speak volumes about him, but so he plays trumpet, and he noticed I had a trumpet lamp, so we talked about it. And then he mentioned he had several trumpets laying around at home. I was like, well, you know, why don't you just start building your own and selling them? Might make a good penny for them. Absolutely. That thing is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the famous trumpet lamp, I guess. I dig it. <laughs> well, cool. All right. So um, as far as, like, performing goes – what do you like most about performing? Like, what is it that just makes it for you? Um, well, definitely the connection that you get with an audience. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, and so you got to find other things, you know, to, to make it through. I, I, like I said, I've played a long time. At first, I wasn't very good, so not a lot of people showed up. And, uh, and then some of, the, some of the venues that I was playing, just people wouldn't, weren't going there. Uh, and so there were, I remember a couple of times playing gigs with my band Canto 17 where it was the bartender and us and then the bartender went outside to smoke a cigarette and you know <laughs> I play I close my eyes a lot when I play and I remember closing my eyes and then open them and realizing no one was there we're playing for ourselves in here but you know people pay money for us to play whether people show up or not and so that's that's part of the part of the job sometimes is uh is pushing through whenever it's a grind uh rarely you have that show when I say I played a lot I mean like at least one gig every week for about eight to 10 years. And, a lot and you're of still doing, well, not right now with well, not right the now, lockdown yeah. or it, but. Um, but I've just been lucky and blessed enough to, to be able to, to convince people to let me play in their establishments <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, That's awesome. And so it, it makes me feel pretty good that, that people still will, you know, show up and, and uh, smile and clap and laugh. And, and uh, th I think that's what it's about is the connection. Like you and I, we, 
we haven't really we haven't met in person, but we're communicating and uh, and connecting, and uh, and that's what it's about with the crowd is dropping that fourth wall and dropping the facade of all the BS of I'm the performer and you're the audience now shh <laughs> and listen to me play. Uh, it, it, I connect with people, you know. It's, no, they're more they're more part of it than that. Um, absolutely, and that's what it's all about mm-hmm. for me. Yes, what what do I like about the performance the best is definitely when there's a lot of people and they're tuned in. I mean, you could tell as a performer on a stage when people are tuned in or if you're background music and there's nothing wrong with either one of those yes. things. But uh, my preference is when they're really tuned in and digging it. And uh, that's when you can really share your heart and your soul and, and connect with another human being. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, the goal is to connect with a lot of them. I think as a musician, that's the thing. You want to get your music to as many people as possible so that you can get your messages that, starting your heart and your mind out to the, the people and hopefully they connect to it. That's nice. So you're, you're a sharer. You like to share. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So for you, it's about <clears throat> connecting and sharing. And I, I think that's wonderful. Like you, if something's so powerful to you, like why, I mean, certain, obviously everyone has different personalities and given what I know about you, you have some background in understanding how people work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I have so, a college degree from Drury yeah, University. So you understand it better than my ramblings here, but you know everybody's different. A lot of people, you know, might just play music as something that's comforting to them, and they would never allow somebody else to hear them play. Um, you know, it's just some, it's just a pastime or whatever. And others are like, yeah, let's do this. I need to play for ten thousand people, um, and they just like suffocate if they don't have. Um, that whole big experience and they just want to be out there. But, you know, obviously that comes down to introverts and extroverts and (laughs) everything in between too. And I think we talked a little bit about it, the barriers at first of getting enough confidence and support to, for, to be able to perform Yeah. Yeah. to where, you know, to where it's not scary or, nerve wracking or whatever it could be for whoever. Um, that's the real, you know, obviously that would vary, but it's, that's a real thing. Stage fright can be a real thing. Absolutely. That that's, that's the real challenge. I think for any, uh, performance artist, uh, me in particular, uh, because I used to have just total social anxiety. I was afraid to talk to, uh, a group of two people, you know, standing here, I get sweaty, my palms sweaty and um, and just nervous and stuttering and a lot of ums. And I still got the ums probably. I don't know. I, I try not to even pay attention. I just try to let all that stuff go and just be me and let it flow out. Um, whether I'm performing or just talking to somebody because, you know, you could, if you lie and try to put up a front of who you are, which I've done in the past with people, um, I think everybody has, you're going to have to, you're going to have to continue that act. And, and that's a pain in the butt. And so I just want to be me or if I'm on the stage or, you know, uh, on a, if at Drew University or if I'm giving a speech or if I'm just talking to, uh, to my little girl, you know, whatever it is, I want to be me. And, um, and so where do we start with that? I get off track sometimes. Um, building up confidence yes. to perform. Yes, because I used to be very, very nervous. Um, and so it's just so fitting that I'm here at, at Drury. I hope that I don't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> well, there, there is video evidence of it now, so I'll try and keep this unlocked. I, did, I talked to the janitor, and he was super cool. He's really, really. Okay. Uh, I'm sure no one's around. We're still in the middle of this quarantine right. thing. So. He said he said I was the first person that he's seen in here since uh, like a, a month ago when when one teacher was in getting some stuff, and so I think we had a good conversation too. He's good people. Um, oh, good. If he's around here. I'll introduce him. But anyway, uh, it, it's fitting. <laughs> it's fitting that I'm here at Drury because. Um, uh, a long time ago, let's see. Well, I, I'm not going to kind of date myself because I look young. I'm a little older than I actually look, but I like for people to think that, you know, when I was 18 and getting carded for rated R movies, um, it sucked. But, it, you know, because I looked like I was 14 then. But now that I'm the age that I am and people think I'm a lot younger, I like to let it, let, yeah, I let people get even and say, yeah, that's yeah. what I am. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> a while back, I was here at Drew University and, um, and, I went through some tough times personally and mentally and, and I was in therapy for a little while and, and then that got me interested in psychology. And so I wound up in the psychology department here at Drury and, and loved it. It was very interesting to me and, and I, I really connected to it and 
ended up getting a psychology degree, but in the meantime, I stumbled into the, the theater department at, uh, at Drury and um, was forced to audition for a play. And forced? Well, <laughs> I, well, I took an acting class with... Uh, oh. With, you mean it's not like I I just stumbled yeah. into something and I, <laughs> yeah, I, a, I I tripped and fell and landed in a sewer and there was an underground secret society that captured me and handcuffed <laughs> me and forced me to audition for oh things. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I took an acting class and in the acting class okay. it was mandatory to at least audition for a I play. See. So I did that and uh, and it's funny because this is during the social anxiety era of my life. Uh, and I was learning about that in psychology and in therapy. And then um, I really wanted to just force myself to get over it. And so I thought this acting class is the way to do that. And and I was sure. just ridiculously nervous about the audition. I was going to bail. But earlier that day, I had a dentist appointment and I had to have a filling filled. And um, I thought, well, that's that's a good excuse. I'll cancel it. I'll say, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, they'll understand. Um, but sure, he's, like, medical he's, like, excuse. he's like, no, just go up on this. Just show up, go up on the stage say some lines and then leave. We just, that's part of it. It's mandatory for this class. Okay. And so I showed up and I was loopy. And I was loopy as hell. And I was, <laughs> you know, cause I had that stuff on and I got the gas that day cause ah, I, so. I'm kind of a wimp. And, uh, and so it gave me the courage to kind of just stumble on stage and do the lines. And I guess I did good. And I got a part in, nice. I guess you're not supposed to say the name of this play in a theater. It's, uh, the Scottish play from, um, Shakespeare. Uh, okay. And uh, and so I got a couple of small cameo roles in that, and then I auditioned again later and really liked it, and I was uh, doing good. And then the two two plays later, I got the lead role, and then fast forward three years, I was the lead role in almost every play. And uh, my grad graduating year, I won the Best Actor of the Year award. Wow! So you really progressed so, with that. Yeah, and it's the first thing in my entire life that automatically I was good at and I saw it in people's faces you know automatically real quick mm -hmm. that people are like wow you know you you feel that and I played basketball and it was a struggle I had to work my ass off you know uh summers when nobody else was playing I was shooting hoops and I really want to make the team never made the team uh and baseball same way it was a struggle as pushing 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 all these sports I love the sports but I was just sure. never automatically good at it so this is the first thing in my life where all of a sudden I'm getting accolades for something and it's coming so <laughs> nice. easy to me. It's just a breeze. And yeah. I studied it and I got really in depth and into the technicality of acting and performing in general. And eventually just kind of the, the nervousness evaporated um, with experience and time. Yeah, absolutely. That's key to it, especially. So well, good. We're going to take a quick pause. Um, I need to plug in my computer. Okay. So I'll be back in just a minute. You have been listening to Coffee Conversations. I am your host, Jen LeBanc Billharts from Shock City School of Music. Thanks for tuning in so far. We are going to just step away for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you or your kids bored at home? We have the answer. Virtual music lessons. Mobile friendly platform. One on one lessons with a professional music instructor. Group lessons and kinder music too. The world is moving online, so are we. Join us today. Music lasts a lifetime, begin today. Visit shockcityschool.com to sign up. And we're back. Um, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> I might tune this one real quick. Uh, what do you have there? It's my my ovation that I was telling you about. Ooh, with the, the glue and the, the duct tape. With the glue and and the reason I bought the other guitar is because I think the duck the glue might be coming up a bit, so I got duct tape on top of the glue. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, duct tape. The glue's under there, but you know the cracks are all along here. But um, this 
my daughter Charlie made this, and so I, I figured this guitar has been through Peck. Why not decorate it a bit? And uh, <laughs> so I glued that on there. Make it, make it even more special. Yeah. So it's, it's a super special guitar, but I might tune it real quick if that's cool. Absolutely. Now we're back. All right. Well, where were we? But yeah. You know, like you said, I, I do get pretty comfortable um, in, in front of a crowd now, so much so that um, a lot of times at gigs, I'm, I'm like this and I'm saying weird stuff into a microphone and there's an audience of strangers. And then uh, one of my band members will come over and do like this and pull the thing away like that. And that's when I know it's time to play music. It's time to shut up and, and start playing again. Yeah. So when I see the microphone float away like that, that's when I know. <laughs> You're being cut off. I've been doing a lot of live streams and there's no one else in the room to tell me, shh. So and you can be as silly as you want. Yeah. And then sometimes in a 30 minute set where only 30 minutes is allowed, I only get like two songs in because <laughs> of that. <laughs> but. That's okay. It's part of the personality. Yeah. I think, you know, being a musician, obviously everybody's got a different personality, but part of it is who are you and what shines through, you know, that you see all of these, not that you're not famous, <laughs> you're going to be famous now, but um, you see all these people, like um, these big musicians that are, you know, all over everything. Um, and it's that you know them because of their personality and their style. Right. And all yeah. of that. And it's almost like, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking like of these mainstream people. It's almost like that makes them who they are more recognizable to people than their music. It's like them as a person has more value than the quality of their music, which is so interesting to me. Right. Um, right. And some of those, you know, you, you kind of got to dig a little deeper and see and look and see, uh, yeah. are they real artists or are they kind of manufactured? <laughs> are they manufactured mainstream sure. artists that were put there by a company that wanted to make money off of something? Uh, right. Know, but my, my whole point of saying that with my, my nonsensical rambling was that personality is key yeah. um, for every musician. So um, I yeah, think that's I really that cool too. that you can just, you should just be yourself and yeah, it's yeah. your stage. It's your show. If you just want to talk the whole time. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I used to, I, I'm a big fan of like Andy Kaufman and, and, uh, and kind of this, inside joke with myself kind of a thing. So sometimes I'll just say random weird stuff on a stage and I see the people not getting it, but it, it but sometimes it amuses me. And, and so if I'm amused by it, so be it. I'll just move on past it and I don't do well, it's awkward. entertainment. Awkward. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and another, another, uh, one of my good friends that's really good at that. And I, Tyler Stokes, our, our mutual friend. Don't you know, Tyler? Yes. Yes. He works for me. Yes. Tyler. One of my Stokes. teachers. He's, he's wonderful. He's, he's a wonderful he human is. being. But he's exactly that same way, you know. You, you you feel like whenever you're watching his gig that you're just in his living room and you're sharing a, a beer with him and just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And I, I always like that kind of a vibe at uh, at gigs, so I try to, um, you know, create that same air at my performances. No, that's really cool. Yeah, break down the walls. Like, be have that connection like we talked about. And mm -hmm. um, it's really neat. Absolutely. You're neat. So you've... <laughs> I'm uh, neat, like I'm a clean freak. <laughs> you're just neato. Oh, hey, thank you. Neato, that's kind of cool. Let's bring neato back. Like, make oh, gosh. Fit. You want to? Neato. Let's, let's neato. do it. I, I feel like I'm in this weird, I know this has nothing to do with music, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm in this weird point in my life between being younger and being older. I'm and. Too. Yes, rock on. So I, I feel very awkward, especially when I'm speaking with younger people. Like, I just don't know what to say. And so, I mean, is cool still a valid word or are they all just laughing at me because I'm this old lady saying something's cool? You're right. I, I caught myself um, yesterday working with my my intern who actually helps with the the work on these videos. <laughs> and I said, Coolio. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I would not say Coolio to anybody else, but um, he's like 22. And I'm like, how do you, how do you connect to these people? Right. I just, it's, I don't know. I, it it's reminds beyond me of Paul me. Rudd. Uh, uh, what movie was that? Where Paul Rudd, it's like, uh, I love you, man. Have you seen that movie? I love yes. you, man. And, and Paul Rudd is like, trying to be cool and like making up words and, and it's the exact same thing. It's like Coolio or 
Um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he says now, but it, it, it's the same thing. And, and I felt that too. Like, I'll just say something, but I just plow through that awkwardness, accept it and plow through it. Let other people deal yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, we're no, we're no longer cool to the younger crowd. And that's just time to accept that, I guess. Well, maybe we're rad. <laughs> are we rad? Are we? We may are be we? rad. Maybe we're not cool, but we're rad now. We're rad. We made it to radness. Stellar, <laughs> dude. I'll take it. <laughs> that is stellar. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going back to the 80s and thinking of all the... Although, yeah, I was doing. I was doing the same, but I was a decade behind. I was in the seventies. Uh, well, I, oh, okay. Are we saying our age? Because I'm. Oh no! <laughs> no, I was not. What? <laughs> I shouldn't be. I, I'm starting to get it? self-conscious about my age, and so I, I feel ashamed now to almost. You know, the number is getting so large that. I, I'm feeling that, and I never thought that I would. I never thought that I would get to those. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't think that I was going to die at an early age or anything like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, you, know, you know what helps? You know what helps keep you young is um, not only having a toddler, but also uh, playing music. Absolutely, I mean, it's, yeah. It's incredible seeing all of these um, these guys like gosh, I don't want to use Bob Dylan as an example. I guess we could, but like Bruce Springsteen and, um, you know, Tom Petty when he was alive, just obviously they're up there in age, but they're still, they've got so much energy that right. they bring to well, their even concerts. And it's Dave, just, Dave Matthews, just you know, like we were talking them. earlier, uh, Dave Matthews band still, still touring after uh, 20. Well, he's not, he's what in his fifties. Right. Yeah. No, I'm thinking yeah. like, I, like I saw, Paul McCartney, oh gosh, this must have been almost 10 years ago now at um, Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And he's got to be in his 70s now. Um, he was probably like 70 then. And it was just, I don't think I could have the endurance to do a performance like that. Right. So so I think when it comes to musicians and music, that age has no limit and age is irrelevant. Right. I agree. Yeah, and, except for and, all the except for all the dorky words we use, but aside yeah. from that, I mean, music is it's completely timeless. Yeah, absolutely, and well, some of it, some of it can be, but it it lives forever, and um, that's that's the key too. Yes, uh, that one that was a bingo thing for me just now. Um, that's one thing that I just love about music, and why I record so much and do so many live streams and and stuff on YouTube, which you can check out on uh, Todd et al. I created that because I play with a lot of different musicians in the area, duos and trios, okay. and just different combos. And so et al means with others in, in Latin. And so I created okay. that. At, and we'll, po- we'll post that for you oh, too cool. so everyone okay. can find it. Yeah, yep. there's, there's some links where you can see the stuff. But point is, um, I've always felt like movies and, and, uh, and music and you know musicians and performers in general that uh, have their art recorded or uh, you know the audio recorded or video uh, – it makes you immortal. It, it's a, it's a. Or transcribed on paper. Or transcribed There's on paper. such a thing. There's Absolutely. music notation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. It, it's, originated. Uh, uh-huh. It's so cool because, you know, my, my three-year-old daughter, her grandchildren can know me through my songs and especially the original songs that have a personal value to them. They can, they can know their great 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 grandfather. Wow, isn't that something? Maybe they'll even see the show. Yes. Yeah. Five million years from now. Yeah. I don't know. I I think media will have taken a completely different turn by then. So who knows? Yeah. How it'll be happening? Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you play us a song, something you wrote? Okay. I'm I'm kind of eager to hear something. I, we were talking about your oh. process. We're talking about the process, so let's hear it. Are you going to play two guitars at once? Yeah. This is I'm going to play this guitar with this guitar. Watch this. Innovation, baby. Oh gosh, please don't damage the wood on that beautiful new guitar. Oh, it would be well worth it to innovate the whole sound of the music industry. <laughs> by playing a guitar with a guitar. Gosh, I'm just knocking stuff all over. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. I'm going to put that right there. Okay. Here we go. 
So tell us a little bit about your song, like maybe when you wrote it, what it means. As I mentioned, I've written a ton of songs. Uh, a lot. And so, so honestly, I don't know what song I'm going to play. Uh, what do you want to hear? A little slowed down uh, groove or something upbeat? Uh, what did I play first? Oh, yeah, I played... What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong is what that was earlier. Um, I mean, I think everyone has a different interpretation of what all of that means. So, um, let's see. I mean, I could say something. I think, yeah, so you did play What a Wonderful World. That was definitely more of a slow moving style. Very quiet. How about a a medium? Yes, let's let's see what your medium is. Um, I think that would be. We'll go medium. (laughs) Good have something check okay this is a song called roy g biv you know roy g biv it's the colors of the rainbow r-o-y-g-b-i-v yes i I think we i think we all learned that in the third grade but thank you for that science (laughs) lesson (laughs) i just passed the third grade uh, (laughs) when i wrote this song and had to google it <laughs> so that's an acronym. Are you into acronyms or something? Acronym, that's what it is. Yeah, I guess I kind of am because I uh I also have a song called Kiss, Keep It Simple Stupid. K I S S. I guess I could play okay. that one. Which which would you rather hear? The well, I've heard I've already heard that one. Um I think yes? you okay. posted that online. Oh yeah. Um so well, why don't you play the Roy G Biv? All right, this is it. And, and I'm is- sorry, what is it actually what does it stand for? In your actual title. That's it. Just those colors. That's it? Okay. Kind of arbitrary, really. That's the thing with names. I just kind of, I'll write the song without a name, and then suddenly I'll just say, well, that word is in the song. I'll use that as the title. That Um, works. And what year did you write this? uh, This one is one of my more recent songs. So I just wrote this a few months, probably about a year ago. Um, And so it's, uh, hmm. I never explain my songs, really. I rarely explain them. Um, and sometimes, you know, like I said, it just kind of channels through. And a lot of them are coded in metaphors. And, and uh, you know, but there's always deep meaning that I feel in it. But I always kind of leave it up open to interpretation to the listener. Uh, but as far as what this one, this one's kind of about just taking advantage of life while you have a life to take advantage of. Living your best life. Absolutely. Staring back at myself 
in the mirror. wild applause thank you thank Thank you you. i loved it cheers thank you so much yeah thanks for sharing that with us i appreciate you it's always weird you know playing songs and and uh waiting for that uh, that (laughs) did i give you enough applause yeah oh yeah absolutely that's (laughs) that's much more than i've been you know i've been doing these live streams on queen city shout open mic uh yeah thing on on facebook live and and it's it's so, it's just so, it's such a weird, like an oxymoron, just this weird twilight zone that you're in for about two seconds after you finish a song and there's no, no one applauding. You know, you, you pour your heart out in a song and, <sighs> <laughs> and then just silence. I hope you like that. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't really know. Yeah. Uh, this whole uh, virtual existence we're all living in is quite interesting. Demeric-wise. Uh, had it right. But we're all in it together, so eventually we'll come out of it, hopefully alive. Yes, that would be good. Not too damaged, but yeah, I think uh totally understand that. It's just, you know, we're all so isolated, but the thing you have to, you have to remain positive and realizing you are reaching out to people and um oh, yeah. you know, and I've I've listened to some of your stuff kind of act- after the fact and um you know, whether it's a live recording or, you know, pre-recorded or whatever, it's still, 
gaining your audience in the same way. So yeah, yeah, and it's you it, are I, appreciated. I've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of fun, and uh, you know, there's hundreds of people watching as opposed to going to a bar where you might get 20 people coming in and your background music. It's mm -hmm. pretty. That's the super cool thing. The super rad thing. Rad and cool thing. Coolio. It's super coolio. It's neato. It's neato and coolio is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, that you can pop online and reach 500 people and, yep. and play like three songs and not have to lug the gear, uh, you know, tote it there and break it down and spend three hours on the setup and break down and then drive home. You can just press record and, and reach a whole bunch of people. It's easy. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, well, I think you could get, um, you could probably easily find a, a clapping track to play for yourself when you're done with your songs. Yes, I thought about that. <laughs> you could insert that. I mean, so it could be part of your show. It's like the the '90s sitcoms with the awful laugh track, yes. in the back. <laughs> where they would just crack up at nothing, <laughs> at just ridiculous yeah. lines that were barely jokes. <laughs> right. I need that. Yeah. Where you should, I like, you should I look something into really that. serious. I, but I would use it inappropriately. You know, Some I would sound say, effects. I'd be like, I would, you know, this, my dad bought me this right before he died. <laughs> with the laugh track. I would use it uh, in the wrong way, probably. That's okay, too. There's that humor and silliness factor to it. It's yeah, it's kind of like the the emojis, you know, the the smiley or the or the thumbs up. And and once in a while, when you're playing a, a live stream gig, somebody will press the wrong one, and it's an angry face. <laughs> Scrolls up, and I'm like, and then all of a sudden, it sets me fire off in me, and I'm like, what? What are you angry? What did you do? Yeah. You don't like my song or you don't like what? They really me? hate that song. <laughs> and then somebody's just like, I, sorry, I accidentally, my kid came in the room and actually pressed this, the frowny face, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know where I was going with that one at all. Oh, that's okay. okay. I, I think we, we have, we had one starting point and then as I have noticed a trend with us so far, it's like a tree. We've got the trunk of the tree, which is supposed to be what we're talking about, but then very quickly it branches off. Right, but it becomes this big, this big thing. Uh, the whole tree has got all the leaves and stuff, so it's a full, it's a full thing. So it's, I hear you. It's good. It's I like good. that. That's a. I love analogies, and that's that's top notch. Was that one okay? That one is that, beautiful. Tree? Are you going to steal creating, that? <laughs> and you know what is happening right now? We're building tree roots. of life. <laughs> as as above, so below, and and we're we've got the roots. We got roots now together do we <laughs> and, and we're, we're we're in the midst of something beautiful blossoming <sighs> wow you just took that <laughs> to Smells a whole good. nother place <laughs> <laughs> yeah the blossom oh. of our conversation smells so sweet oh <laughs> that gets creepy when you when you sniff into a Is microphone it? doesn't it <laughs> a little bit no one wants to be sniffed. <laughs> right. Not even the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This has been fun. Thank you. This has been fun. I feel like we could just keep going on, but I'm sure our audience is yeah. ready for lunch or whatever yeah. they're on to next. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should do this again. Yes. Indeed. We'll have um, episode two. Yeah. 2.0. Yeah. Maybe the, the, the sequel. And maybe it'll be a trilogy. So like the next one Ooh. would just be super dark. The bad guy wins. But at the end of it, it there's a little cliffhanger. And then in the third one, you know, the tree, boom. It, it, blow, it, just, it I don't know what it does, but it does something really uh, rad and coolio. I, it, it, sound, it sounds a little too uh, sci-fi for me, but. I don't want to give away I the like, ending yet. I, I like where you're going. That's very creative. Yeah. <laughs> Someone All should right, Todd, take this so microphone away. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take the mic away now. Okay, so tell our audience, um, where can we find all of these wonderful songs you've written? How can we download or buy them or listen? We can get a hold of me, and uh, we can do a Zoom like this, and I can just play you some tunes. <laughs> Jeez. How much does that cost? <laughs> mm, well, it'll, it'll really cost you a lot of awkward conversation in probably two hours or so okay. of me rambling and then playing music. So are you, are you pr promoting that you are offering <laughs> private <laughs> shows for people for free? Maybe, maybe we've just oh uh, gosh. got another branch going. Maybe well, you could totally thing. market that. Maybe I mean, I know people are, I mean, doing all sorts yeah. of stuff, but the you other know, thing we need, I think we need some like, 
you should just set up and start and play outside somewhere. And I think oh, people would talk to you. I've, you have, so yeah, you've um, done that. My friend Eric Rousseau, uh, on, a phenomenal per- percussionist, and Matt Struber, bass player in my band, we, we, um, we went to uh, Phelps Grove Park a while back and did a, a live stream thing on, um, on Queen City Shout open mic. Uh, that was developed by a guy named Eddie, Eddie Gamusio, who's a phenomenal okay. person that does a lot for the arts and, and music in the area. Um, but uh, we did that. And, and it's so cool because nice. people were walking in the background. It's when the quarantine was still on. So we made sure and set up six. Are you guys not quarantined or is um, it you're phasing out? I think we're phasing out, I guess, you know, um, we're not on lockdown. I guess that's the thing, right? But there's no, I mean, like entertainment type places aren't no, open yet. No, that's no. that's not happening yet. Um, in but fact, we've got we, we've kind of gone through a weird thing here in St. Louis. So we've finally started reopening. I guess we're in phase one. Phase two is coming. I think on the fifteenth, which will allow like gyms and pools and stuff to open. Huh. But this week, because of everything else going on in the world, we have had a curfew. So nine p.m. curfew has been in place. So. We we have like these more strict guidelines than we did during the um, the quarantine oh. where all the businesses were forced to shut. That's so crazy. So I know, and so it's just we're kind of going through this whole weird thing. What a weird time. So I'm glad that Springfield is um, opening up and what? not doing the opposite with it's curfews. So <laughs> you know that's that's weird to me. What do they do if you go outside? Do they arrest you or just say go home? Or I guess it would depend on what you're I doing. I don't know. So it, it's for the the um it's for St. Louis City specifically, huh. and not the county. Oh, I see. Um, but some municipalities are making their own curfew, um, hmm. depending what their needs are. But for instance, for myself, and maybe I'm giving away too much information here, but I live literally one house away from the city line, and so. <laughs> So like, I wouldn't want to go outside and walk, you know, up the block or anything because I, there's a lot of police patrolling and I, I don't know what would happen. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they would just give you a warning, say, Hey, go home. It's more aimed towards, um, those that are, um, you know, doing things they're not supposed to right. be doing, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it, it's very- just a weird, it, it's just a weird thing. Like we just got through this whole quarantine and now we have a curfew. Like yeah, what and is this think, world we're think, living in? Yeah. We're not through the, you know, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, Oh, are we on the riots now? I still have my COVID nineteen decorations up, or something like that. And it's like, um, I, th- I think that's still a thing. Um, it is still a thing, but the it's just been completely washed out of conversation. And um, I mean, there's still still some media of it, but less. And I don't follow the media terribly much, but um, yeah. there's just less circling around with it. Um, but yeah, COVID's still real, so be safe out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, remember, just because some, just because other things are taking place in the world, does not mean it's um, not as harmful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it varies. It's the rules vary county by county. I remember uh, at Cinco de Mayo. Actually, a couple of days before that, there's a place in Ozark, Missouri, um, that wanted me to play, and I just assumed that it was canceled because everything else was canceled or rescheduled. Sure. And they called me two days before and said, I, I, "We're on." I was like, what? And so I looked up online and wow. looked, looked at Greene County, which Springfield is in, and it said no live performances, nothing uh, over like 20 people in a room and all this kind of stuff. Sure. And I said, I, I can't do that, dudes. I can't violate and, and, you know, publicize that kind of a thing for myself. And, and they said, well, no, look at Christian County because that's where Ozark is. It's just a barely, it's like 15 <laughs> minutes away from where I live, but okay. county technically. And so they had completely different rules. And so I went and played the gig and there was a, a ton of people there, but they were all following wow. the distancing guidelines. Um, yeah. And people were waiting for like two hours outside to, to get in, you know, to eat dinner. Oh my goodness. People, were, people are starved for entertainment and yes. connectivity with each other. Um, but I think safety above all else should be performed, you know? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the politics. I mean, I I try and remain neutral. I I am right. a music educator. So I, high five on that one. <laughs> high five you on it. Yep. But I, you know, but yeah, I'm. But yeah, safety is important. So is music, though. Yes. So I, to comment on that in a constructive way, I I'm so grateful that 
we have these opportunities not only to connect like this, but also with the the Facebook lives and the open mic stuff you're doing. And people are just publishing music all over and it's just been explosive. And, yeah. um, you know, that's really helped everyone have a sense of normalcy and um, give them something positive for their mental and emotional 100%. health. That's so important. That's, so. that's exactly the truth. Yeah. And I've, I've been really thankful to be a part of that. And, you know, people say, well, thank you for, for playing the music and to yeah, thank providing, you, you know, in, uh, some entertainment for people that are bored at home. But no, it's the other way around. Thank you for, for watching it and for giving me, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned I was in therapy a long time ago for about a year or so, and then wasn't, uh, and that was a long time ago, but this is my therapy. This is, you know, playing music. Mm -hmm. It's so cathartic and, uh, and it's a way for me to express myself. And when I don't do it, you know, I get a little cranky, I think, I don't know, <laughs> but, but I don't feel right. Uh, and so this has given that outlet and provided that, um, Good. that, that much needed release, um, and connectivity without actually being in the same room as people. And so I appreciate every one of you that's watching this and it's sincerely. And we appreciate you. That's <laughs> the audience. <laughs> oh, wow. I heard them. That's the <laughs> connecting on a telepathic level. I think. I heard them say that they appreciate me too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I guess uh, we should call it a day. All right. Thank you for being here. It's been really an honor, like talking to you and thank you, you. sharing all of the stuff you love about music and both uh, positive stuff and some of your struggles. I think that you know everyone goes through it, and it just makes you you, makes you human. So yeah. Cheers to that. And, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it for today. Right on. Well, I appreciate you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was Todd Osborne, Springfield, Missouri based musician, guitar player, songwriter, singer. And we had a lot of fun chatting about all things music today. So thank you, Todd, for joining us on our episode coffee conversations. We will be posting links to all of his pages and so that you can download his music, get his songs, and see some videos. So find those in the description. So thank you again for joining us. Be sure to like us, subscribe, support, and share us all that fun stuff. And we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. This has been your host, Jen LeBanc-Billharts with Shock City School of Music coffee conversations.